Welcome to a podcast by Kaylee, the gateway to unlocking your unlimited potential. I'm creating an army of six and seven figure makeup artists, and I want you to join me. In this podcast, I'm going to be crushing gatekeeping, opening the doors to the knowledge you need and deep diving into the topics that can push us to the next level. Be prepared for epic guests and answers to the questions you have always wanted to know. No more small business, no more just a makeup artist. The beauty industry is a $250 billion industry and you're in it. Let's get ready to open those gates. This is a podcast by Kaylee. Welcome back to a podcast by Kaylee. And today is an episode of BTS Behind the Student, where we are talking to Bridal Makeup by Sam, also known as Sam Urban. This is the series where I talk to previous students of mine, current students of mine, or in today's case, Sam is a member of the Level Up Club. I've absolutely loved doing this series so far. I think it's really powerful to talk to not only people who have already had a really long and colourful journey in the makeup industry, but also those who are currently in the thick of it, in the middle of it. I think there is so much to be learned, but also to resonate with, with these artists that are hustling. And that is exactly what me and Sam talk about today. Me and Sam cover so many topics. Honestly, this was one of my longest podcast episodes because me and Sam are both talkers and we talk about all sorts of things such as relationship and business partner breakdowns. We talk about hustle culture and why we are actually both pro hustle, not pro hustle culture, not to be confused. And we also talk about Sam's journey, what she's currently working on, how she got into makeup, as well as how she discovered me, how we started working together. And to give you an insight into somebody who has not been a mentorship student of mine, but is actually in the Level Up Club. She's a membership student. And I think that's a really different perspective that we haven't touched on yet. I hope you're loving this series as much as I am. It is so refreshing and wonderful to speak to students of mine. They give me such a different perspective on their learning, but I also hope that it is inspiring and useful for you guys to hear from somebody who is in the thick of it, who is hustling, who is having real active struggles right now. But anyway, enough talking. I want you to get prepared to fall in love with the incredible Sam Urban, also known as Bridal Makeup by Sam. I love that for you. For the listeners who can't see, Sam has turned up today with like an amazing Christmas tree behind her. And I've got a Shiba Inu and a dog cage. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Oh my gosh. So Sam, thank you so much for coming on today. Would you mind telling everybody how we met? How do we know each other? Give some context to how you're here today. Okay. Oh, I love this story. Um, so I... I'll try not to give too much of the backstory because I'm sure we'll get into that. But I came to a professional crossroads at the start of this year and sort of battling mental health, professional development and home life. And I just had this, I had burnout, which loads of people I'm sure will be really familiar with. And I, someone had recommended me podcasts, go for a dog walk, get some podcasts going, which is where I first found you. Oh my God, I fell in love. It's the first podcast for me. And I remember walking along Brighton Beach, because that's where I'm based, I'm, I'm sound south, walking along the beach, saying out loud, yeah, I'm not just a makeup artist. Yeah. And I felt so alive and I just, I felt buzzing. So then of course I binged hard, like a Netflix series. And, and then there's just a few snippets in between, like the level up club. And it, the bit that always made me laugh was where you say, 
that's a hot chocolate in London. I'm not even kidding. And I'm like, yeah, I can invest. I should invest. This is, I should do. So that's how, that's how I found you. I found your podcasts first. And then the beautiful adverts along, along the, through the pods about the Level Up Club. And then that must have been, I was trying to think when I joined that, must have been June, July. I never looked back. <laughs> Honestly, like, so when I interview, so I've interviewed uh, Yamina and Jacqueline and you're kind of the third community member that I've interviewed. And it's always so like, like strangely uncomfortable for me, like to just hear like these things. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm like, ah, um, but that's so funny because I didn't know that you actually found the podcast first. I had I no idea. Yep. I always think that's really nice to know, isn't it, where your clients are coming from, I guess. But yeah, I was from the pod and it was the adverts and it was it was the hot chocolate line. It used to make me laugh every time. And I thought, so true, so true, you know. I think I signed up trying to get to grips because I don't think I used it properly until I joined Telegram um, and became part of the community group. So for me, it was always um, just used to look dial in for the, for the classes, you know, the masterclasses that you do. And I loved the Q&As. And then Telegram came and I was like, oh my God, I've been wasting so much of this. The community support is probably my favorite thing. As, as I'm not sure whether you saw that whilst you were away, there are a couple of things that came up for me that I can just dip into the group and be like, guys, I've got this situation. How would you deal with this? And it's really nice to have like-minded people I've I've always been in the headspace that there's no such thing as competition because there is enough business for everyone. And I've been really lucky with who I've met along the years, but I know so many stylists that haven't. So it's so nice to be able to be like, guys, like, this is really tricky. How would you handle this? And, you know, I can ask my husband, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't, under, they don't, people don't understand, do they? Whereas the community that you've built, they're all very much in it. Yeah. So it's, I think, Telegram and the, the, the girl side of it has been awesome for me. Oh, oh, so pleased to hear that. I think you're either like a Telegram lover or you absolutely loathe it. Like uh, for anybody listening who's not sure what Telegram is, it's kind of basically a WhatsApp, uh, like a different version of it. And I think you're either a group chat person or you're most definitely not a group chat person. And that group chat is lively, right? <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I think is really cool about it is that it doesn't matter if you if you dip out for a few days. And, um, you know, I've done that before uh, or I've been away for a weekend and then I'll come back in, I'll have muted all my notifications, come back in and there might be, you know, hundreds. Okay. So if I don't have time to read through it, that's all right. There's no shame. There's no hate. You just carry on, which is what I really like. I've definitely done that. And if I'm present and able to contribute and, and be involved, I do. I like that there is absolutely no pressure. You don't have to. Do, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that's 100% the right attitude. Like use it on your own terms. You do not have to respond to every single thing. It's just there for what you need it for. Yes. So what I would love to know then, the classic podcast question, because you deserve to be asked this question. We want to hear your story, Sam. So can you tell us your story into makeup? I would love to. And um, such a cliche. I've always been very creative. <laughs> So my mum was a hairdresser and a beautician. So I always grew up with a love of creativity. My first job was a Saturday girl in a hairdresser. So I actually thought I would end up in hair, not makeup. But as my love of creativity grew, I, I actually ended up with just a really good kit because I had a bit of a problem spending, truth be told. I don't think that ever left me. 
I was self-taught until about 2013. And then I went to a couple of short academies just to get courses so I can practice and have my liability insurance and such. The first wedding I ever worked on was I had an old friend who was a hairdresser and I used to go with her and hold her pins, cull hair, and she'd pick up, you know, a couple of years through, just through her clients. And she got called to an emergency wedding. So she'd woken up at say six in the morning. And this was back in 2013. And her, the, the lady that messaged her, her hairdresser had cancelled on the day. Can you help? I've got, I've got no hairdresser, you know, and it was a local venue. And she rang me in the morning. I said, well, I've got my daughter who was only like eight months old. Don't care. Bring her, bring her. They don't care. So we like rushed and saved the day. And oh, Kaylee, honestly, it was amazing. It was unreal. And like there was, I, I got, I'm such a hopeless romantic. That's probably like my biggest, like I'm just, I'm just Disney. I am all Disney. And being in a room full of so much love, like I found it, I found it really overwhelming and just, it was just gorgeous. When we left, I was like, I knew I'd found something that I was supposed to be doing. It was like a puzzle piece for me. So we formed a little company. So um, the, my old friend was hairdresser. I, I, I just lent in straight into makeup because I already had a little bit of a kit. And we, yeah, we made a little baby brand, did a few weddings every year. We tried some wedding shows and it was, it was great. And I, and I loved it and it, it gave me some, some solid experience, but it was always my side hustle. So I, I, I as you'll be aware, but um, for the other girls in the group that maybe aren't, I, uh, I was in corporate in a corporate job as a project manager for just over a decade. So my makeup had always been a side hustle and that is, they, that was the exact terminology I'm just a makeup artist and it's just my side hustle. And it probably wasn't until I got to the point. Um, so the friend and I both parted ways a few years ago and I started at the start of 2021. So just post COVID, I had a complete rebrand to go as a solo makeup artist. So not part of a duo. That lady wasn't doing um, weddings anymore. And I wanted to do more. I knew I found something that I, I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to do this for a job. So 2021 is probably where I count the mentality switch of growing from a side hustle to actually I've, I've got business here that this has legs, this has got something. Hustled all of 2021, 2022, same sort of story. <laughs> and then the start of this year, I, I had real burnout. So I was doing, you know, I'd be working four days a week, full-time hours though. Then I would pick up my daughter from school. Then I would come home and sort the dogs, dinner, husband. I'd go out to my studio in the garden and I would do lashes or trials. And, you know, so most days were 14 hour days. And I did, I reached that point where I was like, I'm, I'm not present. I'm not able to show up for everyone. And something had to give. I'd, at that point, I was at loggerheads with my boss and I wanted more for less, you know, as we all do. And my husband was like, it's time. It is time. What are you doing? This is crazy. Do it. So like, I'm really lucky because he's such an amazing advocate. He's so supportive. Had he not given me that sharp, I don't know that I would have done, but it was all around this time that I found your podcast. So I, I really believe in the universe telling me, and, and I was ready. So between you, my husband and the pod, everything just lined for me. So yeah, from 2021 to now, I'm 2021. I, I just wrote to the girls recently, 2021. I started that year with eight weddings in the diary. And this year I'll finish on 45 weddings in a year. Wow. Like that's, and I'd, I'd never stopped to actually look at the progression and think, well, yay me. That, that's, that's bloody great. 
I'd actually love to know, as a side note, what do you think of the word hustle? Because you said you hustled for two years and it is down to your hustle that you created the the business and the results that you have. But what do you think of that word hustle? I love it. I, I think it's for me, it means grafting. If I am hustling, that means I am I am grafting. I am not work shy. I never have been. So I love it. I think it's a really I I know what you're saying because I know a lot of people don't, but I yeah, for me it's it's exactly how I would describe how I've how I've got here. Cause I hustled. I said yes to everything. I would work till silly o'clock. And you know, when I wasn't working out in the studio, I'd be in on my laptop rebranding my website for the millionth time or content planning, you know, it's, it's constant. The reason I actually wanted to ask about your thoughts on the word hustle, because I feel like hustle kind of has a little bit of a bad rep right now. You've seen like Kim Kardashian when she said that quote, get your ass up and work, you know, the quote. And she got a lot of hate for that. And I kind of think like, yeah, hustling, hustle culture, not great. Hustle seasons, we need them. I would not have half the things that I have if I had not sat down and hustled for a season or two. Totally. And I think there's so much shame to that. And people, you're made to feel guilty. My dad, I came from a a single parent working household. So I was at home with my mum. My dad went out to work. So I've always had a lot of guilt thrown at me for how much I work. But I'm I'm building something. I want my daughter to have two holidays in a year. I want to be able to, you know, take us out for a roast on Sunday or like I took my husband to New York last year and I saved for a year for that trip. And I did that. I surprised him with tickets to Madison Square Garden. I planned that trip and I did that because I'd hustled. So I don't think, I think it should be celebrated that, you know, what you can see the big picture. I don't think that being, having to hustle to get to where you want to, I think that shows grit and determination. I feel like I want to really ask you about that hustle period because I feel like there's going to be some artists in the club and just listening who look at that. They're currently on their kind of eight weddings a year and they would dream of 45 plus. So let's help them get there. So what would you say during that hustle period? What were some of the things that you did that you would credit for maybe like, like what, what worked for you? I think that a lot of the majority of my clients and even new weddings are recommendations. And we all spend so much time, myself included, trying to build our followers and get our Instagram inquiries. But I would say 90% of my weddings come from, oh, you know, you did blah, blah's wedding that I know. So I would say that in my first, definitely the first few years or since 2021, when I really count it from, I showed up. There was someone you interviewed on your podcast that I resonated so highly with because our energies are exactly the same. Carly Jo, I am the wedding bestie. So I am that WhatsApp hype woman. I am the, I'm whatever they need me to be. I have changed nappies on a wedding morning. I have you know held crying babies. I've entertained children. I have fixed hair. I have helped sewn dresses. My personality, I'm a Sagittarius. I am a perpetual people pleaser. So whether it's eight weddings or 45, I show up. Every single wedding is important to me because every single wedding is another wedding. And that's how I have always treated my business. I think the second that you turn up to anywhere and it's work dread, that's not a good day. That's not for you. You're not doing what you love. I can I can wholeheartedly say I have never in over 10 years had a wedding that I've dreaded, not once. 
And that's really lucky. And I don't mean that as like humble brag, but I think that is because I probably, because they all, most of mine are recommendations. So I align, I, I attract a certain type of client. And and even if there's one, like, I mean, maybe last year I had a bride that I don't think I connected with as deeply maybe, but beautiful wedding. She was so happy. The day was gorgeous. I give everything I have to a wedding and that might be, you know, things that are outside the realms of normal, just t- t- turning up and doing makeup. I had one this year that I had to collect the bridesmaids. You, if you, you might have listened to the voice note in the in the group chat, I collected a bridesmaid because the bride couldn't get access to a venue before a certain time, and she had a big bridal party. So whatever I can do, or you can do, whoever's listening to this, whatever you can do to make their morning that little bit better, it, it doesn't have to just be makeup. Sometimes someone just needs quite five minutes or a tissue, or I don't know. But I would say that's that's. That has that is my hustle. That's showing up, not just email confirmation. You might have a little chat on FaceTime trial booking. No, no, I am there. They book me, they get me, they get all of me. And that might be a WhatsApp a month before saying, Oh my God, in a few weeks' time you can say your wedding's this month. I am the ultimate hype woman. <laughs> oh my God, Sam. Like I'm not there's no ring on this finger. But when there is, I think I need you. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously any journey in business is not smooth sailing, like 100% of the time. I think when I think back to building my business, there were a lot of things that I actually didn't do right. There were a lot of things that I did quite wrong. Have you ever had any experiences like that where when you were building up to the 45, was there any missteps that you took that you can recommend newer artists don't do that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So the way that I've always sort of tried to try to perceive this, and again, I'm, I'm always careful with my language because they're mistakes, but for me, they're lessons. And that's how I've always had to be like, where's, so when something goes wrong, and this is my husband, he works for a corporate. So he, this is his, he will say, where's the lesson in that? And actually it's such good practice. Quite like when you, you leave a wedding and you do like your review, what worked, what didn't, what could you have done differently? I'm always doing that in business, always. And I probably would say this year is the year I literally leveled up. And that is since the since joining the platform because there's all the things that I, that all my pain points were sort of really quickly uncovered in your interviews and in your, in the, in the Level Up Club contracts. Okay, that was the first thing getting a contract, I bought mine online and then I changed it to suit my business and my business needs. And even now that's still ever changing. So I had a wedding at the start. Well, she booked it a few years ago. So she was just a COVID bride. Wedding was this year, booked it for eight people. By the time the wedding rolled around four people. So that halves that booking. For me, my lesson in there was, okay, what can I do to protect that income? And now my contract terms have changed and I have a, um, I work on a commitment contract, which I, I was, it was put out there as a bit of a test because I wanted to see what pushback I got. Absolutely none, none, not one pushback. This uh, Lisa, who is the creator of Creative Freedom, um, the, the CRM system, she, her policy was always what you book is what you pay for. And actually people don't quibble it. So I'd written that into my contract. So I would say, Getting a contract would should be the first thing to protect yourself, your income, and it also makes you look. It separates you from just everybody else. You know, just Joe Blog's makeup, who's doing it out of her living room. Well, you might be doing it out of your living room, but you've got contracts, you've got policies, and people like that. I would say a CRM system because before I started using Creative Freedom, there had been situations where and I'd never double booked, luckily, but only because. 
my admin process was, was so long and thorough. So I'd taken a booking and a deposit for a wedding day and then I booked a trial in that morning. So with my CRM system, that can't happen now. That's physically not possible. But I only uncovered that from having, you know, doing my confirmation emails. And back then I was using Google, Google Drive, Canva, um, a, a spreadsheet bookings. So I would say the second biggest lesson for me was a CRM system. And that has, like you, given me back hours of time. The thing is, when when you first think, you think it's going to be hundreds of pounds, but it, it really isn't. And I don't know about, I know you use Studio Ninja. Um, Creative Freedom was recommended to me by another hairdresser who have done lots of work with her name's Megan. Amazing. And she's she's done lots of mentoring stuff, which is again, another recommendation from her. It's about £25 a month. You don't have to commit. So I was like, I've got nothing to lose. I, if I can't invest £25 in my business, I'm never going to grow. That's th- two thirds of a hot chocolate in London. <laughs> And we quote, not even kidding. I get a lot of messages about this hot chocolate quote, right? So this is just setting the record straight about this. So I'm the queen of hot chocolate. Okay. I'm an absolute child. I cannot drink coffee. It makes me like this. And I have tried every, almost every single hot chocolate in London. And there is one specific one called Dark Sugars. There is a branch in Greenwich and there is a branch in Shoreditch. And the hot chocolates are obscenely expensive, but I'm telling you, heaven. But that is where it comes from. Like two hot chocolates does cost you like 17 quid. We went to Paris years ago and I paid 12 euros for a cappuccino. It was very pleasant. It wasn't the best I've had, but girls got to do what you got to do. I'm here for it. (laughs) That's it. So we are setting the record straight. Hot chocolates are expensive in London, but it was very good. So I'd actually love to touch on your self-development journey, because I know me and you have spoke a little bit about kind of coaching and and all of the investments that you've you've made into your business. And I feel like this is a really good part of the episode where we can talk about that. You've mentioned just then, if you cannot invest £23 a month into a CRM system, like why are we in business, guys? I think this was a big mindset shift that I made like just before COVID in that it was Planoly. Planoly was my version of this. If I couldn't spend £10 a month on an app that saves me so much time scheduling my social media, then I should not be in business. Yeah, yeah, totally. So let's talk about investing. So what major investments have you made in your business that you think have really paid off? Um, well, no, no, no major investments. And, and I should and I really have to stress that because I left my full-time corporate job this year and... To, to my wedding business. So that's a very big gap in salary. Of course it is enough. That, I mean, we're fine, but still I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been in the position and, you know, I'm mid thirties. I'm not a sensible saver. So for me, it's just building on what I've got. My CRM system, which was not a big investment, 25 quid a month. Um, I have the level up club, which is super easy. 30 pounds a month is a bargain for what we get from you. <laughs> just so, so grateful. So grateful. Um, I also am part of the Christina Gasparas online educational platform, because that's a, a thing that I've really looked at this year. Whereas perhaps the, the last two years, I think where I've been so busy hustling, my development took that back seat. So this year has all been about me learning. And I spend an 
awful lot of time now listening to podcasts and, and well, lots of different events. So podcasts, I also have got very, sorry, my dog's about to pop. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the tiniest grumble. <laughs> You hear that's thunder. Oh, that's thunder. So I, yeah, so a CRM system, education, because I do think that's really important. My thing for the new year is masterclasses. I'd I'd really like to start teaching them. And I'm interested in dipping a toe into the educational space. But I can't do that without having been on masterclasses myself. Investing in your business doesn't have to look like spending thousands of pounds building things for you. There is a huge wealth of things online that for business tools. So I would say that this last certainly six months, I have invested a lot more of my time into my business. I also, I got my car branded, which seems really silly, but actually I get, I get a lot of compliments. I get people that will tag me on Instagram. (laughs) There was a local florist that tagged me and said, I spice bridal makeup by Sam getting her morning coffee. You know, for me was that's that cost me cost like 500 quid, not, not even that. So, so that was probably the biggest outlay that I had to physically spend. But that has more than paid itself off in social media, in recommendations of people talking about it. I've had people stop me in petrol stations saying, oh, I bet you love what you do, don't you? That must be so exciting. I'm like, oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm quite lucky because all of my background was for a print company or an industrial graphic. So I have always worked within an industry that builds brands and helps create exposure and be that via a product. And my best friend's a marketing guru. So I feel like that helps too. <laughs> it pays off. Like when I think of how reluctant I was to do that, and then now I think fast forward, the time that I get is worth like that 10 pounds quadrupled, right? Have there been any investments that you've made that haven't perhaps paid off in the way that you wanted them to? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. I, so when I, when I went solo 2021, I bought loads of followers because for me it was, a bit, I, yeah, I did. I bought a lot of Instagram, I mean like a thousand followers on Instagram and Facebook, probably about that. And for me, it was optics. It was, I wanted people to land on my page and think, oh, she looks like she's got engagements. Um, and I would say that was probably for me felt like I'd sold a piece of my soul. It's so ridiculous, but because I, I've painstakingly removed all bots over the last few months because the algorithm punishes you for this, right? I spent a lot of time reading about shadow bands. saying, why why aren't I growing? Why aren't people seeing that? That was a bad investment. Be patient, I would say. (laughs) Be patient. (laughs) Sam, that's so brave of you to admit because I know, like I've got really close friends who have bought followers and they will be adamant to this day that they've never bought them. But for you to come on a platform and say, I bought them, it didn't work out. That's so brave. We are, as a, as people, we are, we're fickle <laughs> and, and we're, we're, we are, I, I have friends that, that the first thing they would do is go into a gram and go, oh, they've got 10,000 followers. The first, that's, that's almost like it's a, you know, a depiction of how successful that business is. But I don't have two, I don't have thousands of followers. I have maybe 1200 followers, you know, just nothing. But those people engage and want to see what I'm doing. And that's actually way nicer than having 2000 bots that don't exist or, aren't interested in seeing my content. I would rather have 30 people that care about and want to listen to what I have to say than none. Yes. Yeah. And when you put that into, this is some advice from Storm. Uh, Storm said to me once, imagine like, say you've got 100, 200 followers. Imagine all them people in a room. 
I know. My God, it would be insane. The thought of talking to 10 people at some at a masterclass fills me with complete fear. And there's a thousand people on there that would, that would, you know, that could tune in and listen. So it is, it's, it's a great, great advice, great way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please. If you are ever tempted as like a mentor myself, please don't buy them. Please don't buy them. Don't listen. I, I did it. I've done it. I've tried it for you. Don't do it. Waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Proof in the pudding with Sam right now. So just because I'm so intrigued by this, like they don't do anything. They just, they do nothing. They just, and, and they, you, you see this flurry of activity coming in. You go, oh my God, this is what it must be like to be famous. Oh my God, I'm going viral. And then when you look and it's like, like you've done this on a keyboard, dot one, and that will be a name. And you're like, no, it's not a human. They do nothing. It's literally optics. And you can click onto the account and it will say, you know, here's a, a pretend photograph and no, no followers or, or following 80 million people, no followers. It, it's insane. But that's how the algorithm spots it. They know. So if you've got solely got accounts just full of bought bots, you'll be shadow banned. So your, your efforts are pointless. So yeah, I, w- I would just say, don't, don't do it. Don't waste your time. And also don't put that pressure on yourself because I do this. I, I can't take my own advice. I should add, but how amazing that Lindsay has just reached a million hits on a couple of her reels absolutely like just buzzed for her that's incredible i i'm lucky if i get 200 hits on a video 200 watches and so when i I can make that comparison think oh why aren't i there why aren't i there okay i'm not there but that doesn't mean i won't be and there might be things in my journey that Lindsay isn't doing that she might be like, I really struggle with that comparison. Um, and that is, you, you asked earlier about lessons. That's probably my biggest one is that I really struggle with comparing myself to others and looking at what other people at like levels of success and thinking, oh, well, I want to be there. Why aren't I there yet? Rather than actually just sitting happy where I am. It depends what day you ask me because today I'm really happy where I am. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by The Level Up Club, my monthly membership for makeup artists. Imagine a place created with done-for-you monthly resources and coaching, literally everything you need to create and scale a profitable, thriving makeup business. Well, it exists and it's called The Level Up Club. I am so proud of this membership. I literally poured my heart and soul into it. Inside, you will find monthly Canva templates, monthly stock images, social media calendars, email templates, workflows, pro program lists, agency lists, monthly coaching and conversations with the people who can help smash gatekeeping. I'm talking agency owners, PRs, top makeup artists and experts. They're all inside. And not only that, but monthly in-person events. We have already held portfolio days, headshot days, branding days, and so much more is coming. The club is taking the mystery out of making money. Your makeup business doesn't have to be make-believe, and I'm showing you how. And guess what? It's only £30 a month. In London, that's literally two hot chocolates. I'm not even kidding. So come and join us, the only membership I promise you'll ever need. Now, back to the pod. Just, just know everybody listening, everybody feels like this at some point. Like we all compare ourselves, 
especially as artists. I think as an artist, you put a bit of your soul into whatever you've created, whether it's a real, put a little bit of you in that. And it can be really soul destroying when you see somebody just doing better, you know, it, it hurts, but try to, it's easier said than done. Try to only compare yourself to who you were yesterday, but it's so hard, isn't it? So earlier on, you you mentioned, obviously, this has been your year where you're focusing on yourself and your development. And obviously, you did mention earlier on that you went through a little bit of burnout. And I feel like everybody who goes through burnout, they have this revelation that you need to focus like on you. Can you tell us a little bit about that and that kind of the journey into just taking care of yourself? Wow. Yes, I can. And I'm really, I'm very open about my mental health journey. Um, so 2021 or the start of is where I say I branded as a solo and that's where I really went for it on my own. And that came off the back of a very toxic relationship ending professionally and personally. Um, the lady I was in business, so we, we parted quite dramatically. So that first year I was grieving, well, first two years I you know, was grieving working and trying to be a mum and trying to do wear all these too many hats. And I would say it was this year that it all came to head. What I did was I just, I mean, I've been medicated, I've been medicated for a very long time. I was postnatal with my daughter and I'd been on antidepressants for a long, long time. And then throughout this particular period in my life where I was hustling because I had this drive of wanting to beat the person that I, you know, had that falling out with and wanting to be best that I lost a piece of me. I'm not embarrassed to say it. I was so hell bent on being better that I lost sight of everything that for me is really important. My husband is very supportive. I've got a beautiful group of friends that could not speak more highly of me. And I think I just, I had this epiphany, this this, this realization that actually... I need to try, I need to be better. I need to try harder. What do I do? And then I had this exercise that I'd done off the back of a podcast, which was just looking at my life. You know, what do I spend all my time doing? What brings me joy? What makes me sad? Where can I, what can I work on? And the catalyst for me was, was my boss, my old boss. He was incredibly intense, zero boundaries. I would leave the office to pick my daughter up from school and I'd come home and be on calls to China until 6 p.m. I, I remember being on Skype calls on Boxing Day because that's the expectation. So it was an insane amount of pressure. The relationship we had was very similar to the relationship that I had with my friend that separated. So just narcissistic, very unhealthy, very toxic, very intense. And I realized that if I just remove that, I've got all this this weight lifted. That's, that's, that's the best way I could explain it. So I left that job, which was in itself an absolute ordeal. And I started self-care. So I started listening to podcasts. I started exercising more. I take vitamins. Um, I journal, I meditate and I haven't, I mean, I came off my antidepressants six months ago. So I now just live a really, why I say wholesome, healthy, normal. I feel the most normal I felt in a really long time. And for me, just removing those toxic removing myself from toxic environments has absolutely, that's what's driven that. I don't, I have this thing about work dread. I I won't entertain work dread. And the second that I have dread before a wedding or that, you know, or or I start to have those kind of feelings towards what I do, I'll change that because I won't do 10 years of what I've done where it's all consuming. And now I'm present and I 
show up for my daughter and I'm a wife and I see my friends. I'm running a great business that just brings me so much joy. So it's toxicity and it's it happens everywhere. I know that there's girls in the club, in the Level Up Club that aren't at that point yet where they can, but do it. Do it as soon as you physically can, because that for me, removing myself from that environment, that toxicity has made me a better businesswoman. It's made me be able to show up authentically for my clients. Like I said earlier, every single wedding, I'm there, I'm fully there. And I think that's because I've done so much work on myself this year. I really believe that as people, we are always changing. I'm not the same person I was a year ago or two years ago or five years ago. I would say that this year is the first year that I've, I can really say that having done the work, journaling, meditating, podcasting, surrounding myself by people that make me happy, that has made me a completely different person. And now I'm an even better, I'm in a better position to show up for my clients. That makes me better in my business. No, I was like, enthralled with that. That was so like beautiful and sad and, and I'm just really proud of you. Oh my God, I had no idea that you went through all that. Are you, can we talk a little bit about the, that breakdown? Like, yeah, yeah. Really like to touch on that because I feel like everyone listening has had some sort of breakdown, whether it be with a, a spouse, a friend, a business partner. It's something that can really, really affect you. Like you just said, um, I had to have a ton of therapy after my previous relationship broke down. And I still think to this very day, a lot of what I do, and I have to try and teach myself out of this a little bit, but sometimes that relationship is why I sometimes work so hard because I'm trying to prove someone. I can't tell you how many things that I've achieved in the last few years. And the first thing that I would have come home and said to my husband was, I can't wait till she hears about that. She'll hate it. And actually now that I'm not that version of myself, I think being kind to myself, I think that's a reaction because you're hurt because I'm not that person. And I'm, well, I'm not that person now, but my God, there was so many, it, she, she became my driver and my boss. And so now my old business, my old friend and my old boss became my driver for success. And that's not what I want. I, I am a success and I will continue to be a success because of what I bring to my business, not, not in spite of people that have put me there. And it's also really hard to be in that headspace. But one of the podcasts that I listened to from the Manifestation Collective is actually I'm thankful because even though that relationship was toxic and the way it ended was awful and a lot of people got hurt, I'm thankful because I never would have found my love of bridal without her. I never would have had my foot in the industry without her. And I think that the way that that relationship and our business ended has made me better. Like I said, it's made me better because I've had to do that work on myself. And now everyone benefits from that. (laughs) I love that. I love that perspective. I know that there's probably some people listening who are in maybe the depths of toxicity, like with someone, whether it be, you know, even sometimes your parents, which is, oh, so hard. We've been there, haven't we, though? You can't make a career out of that. You can't do that for it. That's not a real job. We've all heard it, haven't we? Oh, my God, yeah. You're just a hairdresser or you're just a makeup artist. Stop it. That's not a job. You're painting faces. We've all 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 been subjected to it. (laughs) For anybody listening who might not know that they're in a toxic relationship or a toxic friendship, are there signs? Like, what what made you realise... Yeah. I mean, I think looking back now, there was lots of red flags that you just, it's like when you first start dating someone, don't you You just ignore them? 
when we were in business together, we were very different personalities. And I think in lots of ways, we really complemented each other. So she was quite quiet and would come across almost standoffish, but she was really shy. So I would make excuses. And that was my first sort of sign. And it's Taylor's oldest time when you confront a bully, what, you know, they don't like it, right? Ours came to hit because I wanted a really frank conversation and she didn't. So sometimes just facing up is enough. And the reaction gives you everything you need. For me, it was, hey, we need to have a chat. My reaction was, I'm not coming. I don't need this shit. That for me solidified that what our, our relationship was not what it was and that we were very, very different people. So it doesn't maybe doesn't always need to be a catalyst, but sometimes just the confrontation should be enough. And also ask yourself how you feel when you're around that person. As I've got older, I've got lots of different pockets of friends. I don't have this enormous group. I have lots of pockets of people that every time I see them, I feel richer for somehow. I've enjoyed something. They, they all bring something to me. Like my best friend, one of my best friends, Georgia, she will tell me she loves me every time I speak to her on the phone without fail. She'll say, I love you so much every time. Or my friend Fleur, who will always ask how I am despite whatever she's going through. And my friend Katie, that she had a mental breakdown last year, but will still find the time to show up for me with something baked if I've had a bad day. And when you start having people like that in your life that add so much value, it really shines a light on the ones that don't. And I, I read the really famous Vex King book that was probably pivotal for my my recovery, as I called it, my, my grieving. It's okay to step away from people like that. If people don't bring you something that you can work with, we outgrow people. My friend says people come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And it's so profound, but it's so apt. The proof is in the pudding. Look at who you are spending your time with, like who brings value, who makes you feel good in yourself, who is championing your business. Aside from you, who who has your back, who shares your posts, who likes your pictures, who wants you to succeed? They're the people that you want in your life. And it's actually, it's okay to gently remove yourself along, away from the ones that don't. Oh, I love this. This part here is probably my favorite part. So wholesome. But it's, but it's, thing is, it's, they're hard conversations, aren't they, right? Nobody wants to talk about the things that hurt them. I am a very open person. I've had, a, I've been blessed. I've had a really lovely life. I have great people in it. And that was a period of my life that, I really struggled in. Also, that's okay um, because that's made me better now. Oh, Sam, you're so good at this. You start a podcast of your own. It'd be really interesting to hear how I sound because I think I'm I'm quite Marge Simpson. I think I'm quite husky. You have a tiny husk. You'd be good at this. The reason that I, I kind of wanted to poke a little bit in that subject is because I did have a student in the mentorship program a few years ago. And it made me really sad because as a mentor, you don't get involved in like the personal things. Like you can give your opinion on it if it's asked, but me as a mentor, it's not my business to talk to their, to tell them to ditch their friends. Okay. That's just not my business. My business is the business of business. And she said one day, you know, we were talking about Instagram and I said, you're very quiet on it. You barely post any stories. Have you thought about like, let's be real, your stories and how active you are on the gram directly correlates with how visible you are. Like that, it's just, that's the physics of Instagram. And she said, oh, Kaylee, I'm just so, I, I just don't, I just don't want to. And I prodded that a bit. I was like, what are your blocks around this? Cause it could be a number of things. It'd be confidence and things that I can teach on. And she came out and said, it's my friends. My friends just take the piss out of anything I post. You know, if I post, um, you know, if I post promoting myself or if I post, you know, something educational, like she, she really wanted to 
go into like talking about foundations and products and things like that. And she said, if I ever post about that, they, they bring up like, oh, who does she think she is? And <gasps> no, oh, she needs new friends. She needs new friends. She needed new friends. And I did say, you know, the exactly what you said that these people, that circle should be the ones who are like, what you are posting is fucking sick. Like, you're so good at this. Like, I've been sharing that. Like, look what my friend's doing. Look how cool she is. Look, she knows stuff. Oh, that's just... It made me really sad. And to this day, that student still doesn't really show up on social media. And I, it makes me sad every time she like might post one thing because I'm like girl, like you're so good. You're so good. And you don't know it because you've got a shit friendship group. And this goes back to what we were saying earlier about um, imposter syndrome. Everyone that has that, why would they care what I want to say? Oh God, what if they laugh at me? That is other people that has put that there. That's not, we all believe in our own artistry or we wouldn't be running businesses from it. We wouldn't be painting faces. If we weren't confident in our abilities, we wouldn't be doing it. But somehow when it comes to sharing that knowledge or talking about stuff, we we have this, oh no, people laugh or it it all goes, it's other people. It's other people that do this to us. I, the, the whole idea of going live on Instagram terrifies me. And it's exposing yourself. We said at the start of this call, it's exposing yourself to the comments and to the hate. And people are, people are cruel. We just all need to be a bit thicker skin because there's far, nicer, far more many nice people than there are mean ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And coming from, from, you know, I wouldn't say I'm huge by any means, but coming from somebody who's got a following maybe I can hand on heart say that there's not as many haters as you think there's going to be <laughs> and and when you do get one when one comes out of the woodwork for me personally it's like laughable you gotta just laugh at the fact that somebody has taken the time to be that silly so what I just said to Lindsay I was like that means you're big enough now that someone's gonna someone's gonna comment congratulations this is to be celebrated Yes. For some context, one of our members in the Level Up Club, Lindsay, she went uh, viral. She got a million views on, I think, two of her posts, right? Yes, girl. Two posts, which is insane. And obviously some people crept out of the woodwork and said some not so pleasant things. A simple mindset switch is if you are scared of haters or scared of like putting yourself out there and getting hate, try and switch your mindset to aim to get some hate because it will push you so much further. Like for me, I want to aim to get a couple of haters because it means I'm doing something right. I have to be really careful with my mindset because I'm, I think I'm a really powerful, I have a really powerful mind. So if I sit in a positive mindset, I achieve such good things, such great things. It's very easy for me to slip into that version of myself where I was like, I can't wait till that person sees how they, the biggest successes in my whole career my biggest driving force was that was that the revenge and I couldn't wait for her to see it and that's and that makes me sad because that was my celebration that was my takeaway and it was an insane opportunity and all I could think about was I can't wait for that and it soiled it do you know what I mean yeah 100% like my ex called me a gold digger which was completely insane but one of my big driving things was actually I want to earn more than him so that I can prove to him that I'm not a gold digger when I'm not a gold digger like I have to remind myself of that quite a lot even now because healing is not a one and done thing. But even when I got to the point where I earned more than him, I shouldn't be celebrating him. I should be celebrating me. But that's the thing. It isn't one and done and there will always be days. It'll just creep in and just get you. And, and that's okay because when people are significant enough that they've, that they haven't, they haven't disappeared off the face of the planet. It is human nature. We will always revert back to, but as long as it's course correction, isn't it? So as long as we can recognize the behavior and be like, no, 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 that's not, 
we don't need to be in that headspace. We can celebrate what we did. Like that's yeah, here. Yes. <laughs> oh, Sam, I've so enjoyed this. Are you ready to play Smashing the Gate? <gasps> I didn't know to play this too. Oh my God. Yes. 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 I'm ready, Kaylee. <laughs> Shout out Johnny T. Shout out Johnny T. Getting close to the mic. Sorry. I, I mean, if he listens to this, oh my God, please, Dr. Johnny, slide into my DMs because oh, please, please. <laughs> Smashing the Gate. We've got some questions for you, Sam. So are you ready for the quick fire round? I am ready. Let's do it. First of all, controversial question. Favourite biscuit? What a good question. Um, White chocolate digestive. I didn't really even need to think about that. This is such a British question. Nobody abroad cares about this question. Tea and biscuits. Are you even British if you don't like tea with biscuits? No. Oh my gosh. So you asked Jacqueline that question, right? What did she say? Yes. What did she say? I can't wait to hear. I'm not going to tell you because it's so controversial. I cannot wait. It better be something crap like a wagon wheel because that's not a biscuit. It needs to be something good. Strong biscuit. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right. Favorite self-development podcasts or resources other than the Level Up Club? I love the Manifestation Collective. Uh, you had her on very recently as a guest and I, I have to, I've listened to a lot of hers the last couple of months. I really, really like I really like hers. Um, I also love Diary of a CEO. Not all of them. I have to be in the right mindset for those because they're so straight laced. And I actually, podcasts for me are escapism. So I love I love to feel really good. And when I listen to your podcast and the manifestation ones, I leave like feeling energized. So probably those those two. And also reading. I've got quite into reading. I I do love a book. Vex King's Good Vibes is is it is my Bible. It's helped me through some tough times, but I, I probably read it a couple of times a year because I just love it so much. Yeah, so I would say those. What is your favorite level up club resource? Like what is something in the level up club that is like your favorite thing? The classes. Definitely your master classes. I think that the guests that I have followed Marissa Grace for a while before she appeared on the on the podcast and then to hear that you were interviewing her oh my god and the fact that I spoke to her total fangirl I was like what's your favorite blusher I was honestly I felt myself go really pink when I asked her so I I would say the yeah the classes so the interaction and there's an enormous variety so yeah not just the interview ones they're great and I think it's awesome that we get that opportunity to pitch in and be in on those interviews not just you know you send us live recordings um the telegram community I, I do I lean on that a lot for my quick guys what would you say in this situation or how would you respond and I think that's really nice I'm yet to do a portfolio day but next year is my year I can't wait I, I can't believe I missed out on the retreat I was gutted because it's I'm in Sussex so you, it's, it's really near so the next one watch this face what is your biggest advice for a new baby makeup artist right now um, if you're not already, join a community like the Level Up Club. Community is really important. It, investing in obviously what you can, but I would say the CRM system, some kind of education because you can't and won't ever know it all. So look at where you can add value to your business. CRM, a mentor if, if you can make that work. I would invest in your businesses as early as you can, CRM systems and mentorships, because that then all the other stuff comes off the back of that contract website. So that's I feel like that's all under mentorship. What is your cannot live without makeup product in your kit? 
Oh no, just one. Um, makeup by Mario's palette. I bought that last November when I went to New York and my husband could not believe the price of a palette. And I said, I'm telling you now, this will be the best thing that I own. And it is, I use it, I've used it almost at every wedding. It's one of my most loved palettes. I love that. I couldn't agree more. Mario's products. Oh, chef's kiss. That was a chef's kiss, guys. What is next for you, Sam? Now, I know that you mentioned earlier on that you wanted to get more into the educational space. So I would love to hear like, what's next for you? What are we manifesting? Well, I've also got, I've been working this year on a brand launch, which has been kept very, very low key, but there it's, it's nearly there. It will launch, I would think by early spring of next year. My daughter is 11 years old and this is where my interest in the education space has come because there is no one teaching my daughter's generation age-appropriate makeup, skin habits, that there is nowhere like that. I mean, you've other than TikTok, I mean, but there's no one paving that way. So that was my initial. I wanted to be going into early secondary schools, showing kids, you know, this is how you look after your skin. This is the sort of makeup you should be applying. I met um, a nine-year-old girl for her a birthday party. And then I saw her three years later and she had severe acne and was using double wear, Estee Lauder double wear, age 13. And here's the kicker, washing her face with a face wipe. So, so it's, there's just, there was a huge gap there. Nobody show, showing the way. And then I thought off the back of that, there's nowhere that you can go for simple skincare. So as a mum, I would love to be able to go to a super mum, some kind of a store and say, right, okay, my first cleansing kit or my first this, any, any store you go to, there is just such an overwhelm of products. I know Johnny T's one really goes into the ingredients, but most people don't. You just look at, you know, like uh, this a huge array of things and you don't know what to use. So um, I've got a skincare brand that's in development. It's still in testing stages, but it's for junior junior use. So you would be able to buy my first cleanser and it would be a cleanser, a toner and like a baby moisturizer. So can we just hold up a sec? You're launching a skincare brand. Is this what you're telling me right now? That was a really long answer again. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Sam, that is, you've kept that incredibly quiet. That's huge. I ho- I really hope it will be Kaylee. I I really believe in it, but it's not easy. And it was re- what I found so interesting um, on because Johnny T is doing very similar things. I'm doing white label. I again, this is why I think I was supposed to have worked at my last job for so long because I did production. I, I worked for a manufacturer, so I know how to source. I know how to project manage. So I was like, this is this is why this all makes sense. So they're Northern Europe based. They they make the formula dermatologically tested and then I brand it and, and market it so it's yeah it's it's very early developments I had some sample boxes that I've got various age brackets here in, in the south and friends and family testing but just simple skincare just dialing it back you know the hundreds of years ago it was soap and water and now there's so many different ingredients it's it's so overwhelming so it was it's just basically hopefully a brand that's going to cut through the noise and fill that void that e- easy skincare wash your face with this, wipe it with this. (laughs) I'm so excited about this. Like, well done. I cannot wait to see it and support it. If there's anything that I can do ever, I mean, I know I don't have teenage skin. I know I am not in that niche, but if there's anything that I can do, please let me know. You know what the the side, so the 
it will start off as luxury boxes, which is for juniors and the junior, there'll be the junior edit and then the toolboxes, which is sponges and brushes and stuff. But there is going to be a serum box. So when I'm ready, I would, yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you a box. Tell me you could give me some honest, some unbiased, honest feedback. I'm so proud of you. Oh my God. Like to, to do that is a huge step. And I cannot wait to interview you again in like 30, 60 episodes. I hope that I'm going to be the next Jules. I'm going to be the next Isle of Paradise. In Superdrug. I'm, I'm seeing it right now. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, that's where it will be. That is my, that's my vision board. It's, it will be, you'll be able to go into a Boots or a Superdrug and you'll be able to buy my first skin, my first cleansing box. Oh my God. Tingles. Tingles. Sam, oh my God. I've just so enjoyed like not only getting to know you more, but just hearing your story and your energy. Where can everybody find you? Um, So nice and easy. My socials are Bridal Makeup by Sam across everywhere. So you'll find me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Oh my gosh. That's a really good handle, by the way. Like well done for snapping that up. I cannot thank you enough. How was your first podcast? I have loved it. I, I feel bad. I feel like I've talked so much. But it's, love, it's it's really flattering. I can't believe I got to answer smash the gate questions. Oh, oh, I wasn't prepared for it. Every single person who's been on it that like I've known, they've loved that part of the, the episode. They're like, what? It's my favorite part of every single podcast. I love the quick fire question ends. I love them. Oh my gosh, that means so much. Thank you so much for coming on today, Sam. Everybody, please go follow her. Her energy is so amazing and contagious. Thank you for having me. I've really, really enjoyed myself. You have been listening to a podcast by Kaylee. Thank you so much for tuning in today and being on this mission with me to self-improvement and taking steps towards financial empowerment. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to follow me on the gram at by Kaylee Podcast, where I post pretty much daily. I would also love to hear your thoughts, feedback and energy. So please do leave me a review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you are listening today. In the meantime, I want you to go forward, believe in yourselves and be the change you want to see. Bye, guys.